0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica.
1: Xavier Howard is clearly uh, one of the best corners in the NFL, if not the best corner in the NFL. He wants a new contract, he wants more money, and that's awesome. He deserves it, except he signed a contract extension a year ago. And I'm not sure I'm all that comfortable with him demanding a new one now. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Gets it. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVecca Live,
2: presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. <laughs> Turn it up! Turn it up!
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 1063. <laughs> The Dolphins' best player wants a new contract, but here's the catch. He signed one a year ago. Uh-oh. A five-year deal, and now he wants a new deal. And I don't know if that's what's best for business for the Miami Dolphins. I'm Ken Levicka. He's Coquel. Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel. It is a Tuesday edition. Here on ESPN 1063 and John Levine, Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the increasingly cloudy Intracoastal. What? What, Coquel? No, the clouds. I didn't sign up for this. No, I know. This is not what I signed I up know. for. I know. Uh, I wish that uh, we w- uh, weren't expecting buckets of rain coming up no, later today. We are in this week.
3: suns out, buns out season. I mean guns out. Excuse me.
1: Uh, so actually, uh, speaking to that, I bought myself a bunch of uh, five-inch inseam shorts for the summer. These thighs, these yams are coming out, baby. I know. I had to buy myself Woo. some nine-inch inseam shorts. Oh, you would nine-inch? That, like, covers your knees. That's not that's not the same as my five inch showing the thighs off. Uh, uh, it, it's white thigh summer. <laughs> it's my white thigh summer. Let's go. Uh, so, Xavier Howard is holding out of Dolphins mandatory minicamp and. Generally, that would not be huge news because anybody who follows the NFL and Dolphins fans down here, and by the way, ESPN 106.3 is your home for Dolphins football in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, uh, you know that Xavier Howard is a premier player. He is not just the Dolphins' best player, but he is arguably the top corner in the NFL. 10 interceptions last year led the league and coquel i don't think i'm out of line saying that he is a legitimate full-fledged lockdown defender i mean he is in the jalen ramsey category of the world he is in that realm in fact pro football focus grades him out as the fourth best
3: outside corner in the entire league that is extremely significant and he's done it more than one year, so he's not a non-diasing while flash in the pan is going to go away. Exactly. He's, he's that good.
1: There is a full body of work. There is now a resume at this point, and it culminated with the 10 interceptions a year ago. So, Right before last season, May 2019 to be exact, Xavier Howard signed a five-year, $75 million contract with just over $27 million guaranteed as part of that deal. That's significant money. That's a big deal. And it's what everybody in the NFL is striving for. It is a long-term contract. He got his five years, and he got nearly $30 million guaranteed. And at the time, that was uh, pretty standard, you're an above average to good to excellent corner in this league. So here's your money. But this is where the problem lies now. Byron Jones, who didn't come close to the production of Xavier Howard last year, nor has he come to anywhere near uh Howard's production in any point of his career, especially going back to the Cowboys. Byron Jones is actually the Dolphins' highest-paid defensive back on the roster because uh, last March, he signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal. So, therein lies an issue. You have a corner, an elite corner in Xavier Howard, who's a year into a five-year contract extension, and he's the second highest-paid defensive back on the roster. Do we know Byron Jones' guaranteed money? Uh, the guaranteed money was up in the forty six million dollar range. A, that, so that's where the huge like it's nearly
3: double. Anyone looking at the twenty-seven million dollar like the I mean excuse me, the seven million dollar difference in it, it's really it's the twenty million and guaranteed is where yeah. probably Xavier Howard's like, ah, this isn't gonna work. Uh so Xavier Howard has decided
1: not to show up to mandatory minicamp just one year into a five year contract extension. He wants to restructure his deal one year into a five-year long-term commitment that he made to the Dolphins. And uh, Brian Flores, Dolphins head coach, had this to say about X in Davey earlier today.
4: Each situation is different. And, uh, you know, we treat these case by case. I think at the end of the day, we, we, we're we going to keep all these these kind of conversations internal. But, you know, specific to this one, like like, we, like I said earlier, it's very unique. It's a renegotiation of an extension. And, you know, after one year, it's just it's it, it's it's something that you know, honestly you know hasn't been done before. So uh, I'm not saying that we're drawing, drawing a line in the sand or but, you know, different players set the market every year. We love X. Uh, let me just go ahead and say that right now. Uh, so you guys can make sure you write that. Uh, we love him. He's very productive. Um, he's a team player, you know, he's, 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 you know, uh, important, important uh, player on his team, but again, unique situation. And, um, you know, we want to keep him here,
1: so Brian Flores saying all the things that a good head coach should say where he wants X to know that, hey, uh, I'm in your corner, but he also needs the toe of the line to have the front office understand, hey, I'm also in your
3: corner. I'm reading his verbals here, and what, he, what he's doing is he, he's in a tough spot because he's got the front office to worry about. It's called hedging. He's got the Xavier Howard to worry about. But also the corner he's comparing him to is his corner also. Mm -hmm. So he can't really say anything. That's why you heard him say a lot of nothing in three different directions. So
1: it's pretty touchy. And so also uh, you factor in that Xavier Howard is not only the highest paid corner on his team after 10 interceptions leading the NFL a year ago, but he also is only the sixth highest paid corner in the league in the NFL as a whole. Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Tredavious White, Darius Slay, and then there's Jones. Those are the five that supersede Xavier and Howard. So from a pure financial standpoint and seeing what other corners have been paid, I am 100% on board with Xavier and Howard one year into a five-year contract extension seeking a new deal and seeking new money. This, though, is where I have the issue with Xavier Howard. And full disclosure, his agent David Kanner, who I happen to know personally uh, through the time that I uh, covered the Dolphins. He has, for years, represented various Dolphins players. His first most notable one was Sean Smith, the former corner, uh, alongside Vontae Davis. Good guy. Great guy. But this timing isn't great. And you're coming off of a bizarre year where the salary cap is lower, right around $181 million than it typically would be because of the pandemic. And you're asking now to have a deal restructured to where if you want to get anywhere close to Byron Jones guaranteed money matching a guy on your roster, you're almost doubling that dollar amount. That's a lot of money. And already, someone who's over thirteen million dollars against the cap—that's a tricky proposition. But at its core, it's—and—and—and and, and let's put it this way, Coquel. I'm going to apply this to me. And again, this is a loose analogy because Xavier Howard, what he does in his profession and his career, way different level than what I do in my profession and in my career. But it wasn't too long ago that. Uh, I had had discussions with the higher-ups here at ESPN West Palm about getting my own show. And with that came certain um, financial discussions and certain uh, opportunities that were put forth. And I'm very grateful for that. And it was generous and it was great of those who make the decisions at ESPN West Palm to do that for me. In turn... We've put together a pretty decent product, I think, and it's early. There's still a lot of time to screw this thing up, but early, it's been good. And we have partners on board who appreciate us, and we appreciate them. It's a great relationship, and they are just really, really all good people, great businesses. If I went into Stephanie Prince's office today and said, hey, I know that it's early, but I want another $10,000, to my deal here at ESPN West Palm, she would would laugh in my face and probably kick me in the backside on the
3: way out of her office door. I think you should do that. See what happens. I honestly think you should go in there and say I'm not doing another show unless I get that money. I should hold out. You should. I should hold out. And in a show of solidarity? Solidarity? I will host the show by myself.
1: <laughs> uh, there's the just ulterior, to hold down the, the ulterior coquel motive has my back. But j- just two and a half months into a new deal for me here, if I walked into Stephanie Prince's office and says that, and I say that, hey, these radio hosts have been signed after me, and they're making more than me, uh, I want to be paid what they're making, I would get laughed out the door, or I would be told, hey, you can, uh, you can hit the road. Like we'll we'll find a different way to navigate this. And again, it's a loose analogy, but Xavier Howard, one year into a five-year deal, on principle, because he signed what he felt was fair money at that time. The Dolphins put out what they felt was fair money at that time, and uh, Xavier Howard's side failed to read the market, which is sort of important. I have a hard time on principle coming back after one year and saying, hey. I want a new deal. I want new money. I want more money. I don't love that, and I'm almost always for the player. Get yours. But I don't see how the Dolphins are able to do this when you've got to get Emmanuel Ogba locked up to a deal. He led your team in sacks last year. Mike Jasicki, if you want to help your, oh, I don't know, franchise quarterback, you got to get your tight end who's increasingly better and better every week he plays. You've got to get him locked up. Xavier Howard one year into a five-year deal, I don't know if he ends up being the priority. And I don't know if on principle, asking for a new deal one year into five years is a great move on his part, nor should the Dolphins
3: address it. I wonder if the reason he's asking for this is because if I'm doing the math right, almost, you know, some of his extension, $13 million of it came off last year and guaranteed money. He, sixteen million of it is dead cap space this year. Mm-hmm. So that, I said thirteen. You're right. It's sixteen this 16, year. So that, he's making thirteen, but sixteen dead, 16 cap, dead money. cap. Yes. After that, it's two point eight mil, one point four mil, and then zero. They can cut him and move him freely at that point. So this is the one year where they don't want to get rid of him because if they do, it's going to cost them so mm-hmm. much cap space. So he may be stepping up now, saying, "All right, I have no leverage in 2022. I have no leverage in 2023." And in 2024, they owe me nothing. So if I'm not great and great and great three years in a row, I'm never getting that $12 million. That dead cap money is his leverage, and it's gone after this year. Should a player, even a star player, be able to get a contract renegotiated
1: one year into a five-year deal? Should a player, even if it's a star like Xavier Howard, be able to get a new contract after just one year is played on a five-year contract. 888-760-3776. 760 3776 And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. And I'm just looking at this again on principle, Kokel. Forget the numbers for a second. Forget the salary cap breakdown. Forget the ramifications uh, of, of, of all of that, okay? When you are in a business and you're in a professional relationship okay mm-hmm. and okay, they do. you yeah i i mean but you you as a show of good faith you sit down and you negotiate in contract negotiations anybody who's been through them they they suck they're they're not fun and there's a lot laid out on the table but then you come to a professional agreement there's a handshake you sign the contract and you're good to go Nobody in that realm truly ever expects one year after that extension happens or that contract comes up for there to start being questions about said contract. And Xavier Howard signed this deal, it went into effect prior to last season. And honestly, I don't think that he is in a position right now to have a. He can he can try and get the money, but I don't think the Dolphins are in any way, shape, or form uh, obligated to give him more money to give him a restructured contract. I mean, the five-year extension was the show of good faith, and so after that, it sort of comes to
3: brother. We got it. we got to have you play, but that show of good faith is over after this year. Sure. Sure. I wonder if panda. I want. I want to know when he signed that deal, and a pandemic kicked in at any point. Well, it's, it was signed in May 2019, but he was still okay. on. It, he was still on a deal, so it didn't kick in. Until okay, so, had, to so last pandemic season. wasn't in the because some people signed deals mm-hmm. knowing a pandemic was coming and just want a quick guaranteed money. Right. But that wasn't the case if it was signed in 2019. So he really doesn't have that leg to stand on either. the thing is, the salary cap goes up, at least the presumption is, to
1: $208.3 million next year, which was a little bit of a surprise that it was going to be that high coming off of a year where you had limited capacity with the pandemic. So the Dolphins would have room. But again, you've got to take care of your defensive line. You've got to take care of your offense as well. And so you've had uh, this guy, Xavier Howard, on the books and – so now you're going to have to restructure everything and reconfigure your books to try and fit him under the cap if you're going to give him more money. Just on principle, I don't love the ask of a new contract one year into a five-year deal. And I know this probably makes me sound horrifyingly old-fashioned. And I, I trust me, I'm telling you, I'm not. Because I'm almost always player, go get your money. Go get taken care of. Support your family. I mean, hell, I bet Coquel, if we had Santonio Holmes on, the Bell Glade legend, Glade Central legend, Super Bowl champion, who joined us in uh who joined us at at the Palm Beach Kennel Club at on PKC draft on draft night, he would sit here and say, Ken, you dumbass. These players, they got to get their mouths and their family's mouths fed. Bart Scott, who comes on after us, he probably slap me clear across the face for saying this, but me, my sensibilities, especially as someone who professionally has just come off of something similar, I don't feel good about one year into a five-year agreement saying, you know what, we need something new here. I need to be better compensated should a player even if it's a star player be asking for more money a new deal one year into a five-year contract 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 Tweeted us at espn west palm let's hit the phones jerry's and green acres jerry you're on ken levick alive what's going on jerry jerry you hear me Going once, going twice, and huh? oh, Jerry, you got me. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, about the about the Xavier Howard
0: thing. I mean, I, I love Xavier Howard. He's he's a great cornerback, you, you know. Yeah, and and he outplayed Byron Jones last year, mm-hmm. and Byron Jones is making slightly more money than him, so I can understand his frustration. But he he was the highest paid cornerback in the league when he got that deal mm-hmm. in nineteen, mm-hmm. and he's only played one season. Now, if this was like a Christian Yellich situation where he's on a completely undervalued contract and everyone in the world knows this guy's got to get paid, yeah. he's too good for this. Yeah. But, but Howard's making $15 million a year. Five years, 75 mil is still at the top end of quarterback
1: contracts
3: It's still top six Jerry, in the league. Hold yeah, on, no, both of you guys. Hold on, hold on. Because you're talking it's top money. After this year, he's guaranteed $2 million, $1 million, $0 million. This is the only year he's right. getting that big money. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he blows out his knee. He's not seeing any of it after guess, this year.
1: And I get the player trying to look out for himself, but I'm trying to look at this from a Dolphins standpoint. You came to terms on yeah. a deal where that money was Absolutely. front-loaded into that contract. And so after you that, got, you sort of got, you got at, so much of the money up front. Right. Right, and, that, and, that's by, got a huge and that's by design, Jerry. I mean, what Coquel is discussing, that's by design, though, to make sure, though, that you make that money. You're actually physically going to have didn't that get money. He get,
3: like, a crazy amount up front, though. He got his yearly salary up front.
1: Okay. And but I'm
3: saying he didn't get, like, four uh, years up true. front, and now, and now he's going more after. It was a pretty evenly distributed, then it just falls off. Right, Well, and that's generally, though, in the NFL, yeah. a lot
1: of the times how the contracts are, are structured and appreciate the call. And I'm not denying that the NFL can be... Uh, completely cutthroat. And a lot of these contracts are not conducive to the player because there's always the expectation because you're not talking about guaranteed money like you have in the NBA, guaranteed money like you have in Major League Baseball. In the NFL, you cut a guy and you're free uh, for the most part of that money. If, commitment. It, they, if
3: they play it out this year, they owe $3 million for the rest of his contract, which yeah. is also spread out over two years.
1: So, But at its at its base form... The fact that the Dolphins did agree to a five year contract with Xavier Howard, and now Xavier Howard, one year into that, is saying, wait a minute, there's five guys who are getting paid more than me now in the NFL. I have a teammate who's getting paid more than me. I'm not into this any longer. I'm not going to minicamp. Chances are I'm probably at least not showing up to the beginning portions of training camp. Should the Dolphins be doing business with Xavier Howard? Keeping in mind that he's 10 interceptions last year, tops in the NFL, pro football focus, grades him as the fourth highest rated outside corner in the NFL. Should the Dolphins be talking any sort of contract renegotiation with Xavier Howard? Should Xavier Howard one year into a five-year extension be asking for anything further 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 Xavier Howard one year into a contract renegotiate or a contract uh a contract extension is asking to redo it. 1 year into a 5 year extension. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. 888-760-3776.
3: What about now you're saying he shouldn't ask for more money? What happens if he doesn't ask for any more money? But he just wants more guaranteed and he says, "Give me 5 more guaranteed in each of those next 3 years." Well, again, you have to you have to see and
1: I don't know off the top of my head how that hits against the cap because it would and the Dolphins would have. So th- this is part of my thing. I feel like you have to get you have to get Ogba signed. You have to get Jasicki uh, extended. And then maybe you start discussing Xavier Howard. But Xavier Howard, he's holding out. And he's sending a message. And Brian Flores is forced to talk about it. But Xavier Howard right now for the Dolphins, I don't think he's the priority. And it sucks to say, and it's probably not a good message to Xavier and Howard from the Dolphins. But the Dolphins do have other issues to address.
3: And that's my thing is that I don't think... That he's the priority right now. He's You're, a 27-year-old game changer. A 27-year-old game changer. I don't think it, there's anything wrong with guaranteeing him money through up but to age 30. I would argue defensively, you've
1: got to take care of the guy who puts the pressure on the quarterback and makes life a lot easier for Xavier and Howard. And this is just me talking as a random Joe sports fan. And okay? I'll
3: tell you that with coverage, it makes it easier for the sure. pass rusher. Sure.
1: But this is the
3: balance. When you, that can you have man to. up, you can blitz more. And then that pass rusher isn't as valuable because you have lockdown corner.
1: But I also know that there was a quarterback that you don't show any respect for whatsoever. And of Tagovailoa, you call him Ragarm, and the most helpful thing to a quarterback, a young quarterback, I would argue, is a very dependable, big bodied, wide targeted tight end, which Mike Desicki is, without standing hands, and you need to get hit. Him locked up too to help
3: that franchise quarterback that you're investing so much in. Do you think Mikey G is that guy who stands out over all the other guys? Like, can they not replace him with a new young tight end next year? Is he that? But I, look, I every time I think he's not, he makes a play that says, "I mean, oh, you're wrong." Kobe. I know he is. I mean, he ha- is spectacularly
1: athletic. I, I mean, I just think that he has done enough to earn himself a deal now. Now, are you going to have to pay him like over the top money? No, and that's why you do come to terms with him, though, because you aren't going to have to go find a a, a huge money free agent. You can depend on who you've brought up through your youth and be able to sign
3: him to a reasonable long term. If contract. he's looking for like Travis Kelsey money, oh hell no. Okay, no, <laughs> no, because he confused. I- I'm telling you, he's there's a couple players in the league that I can't figure out where my brain tells me one thing about him, but then. Every game I watch, they're doing something spectacular yeah. that sets them apart from everybody. And I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to be doing that.
1: But I just, Xavier Howard, you're right. He is a game changer. Like He absolutely is. And I I, I am trying not to crap on him because I, I want players to get their money, especially in the NFL, where I hate how players are taking advantage. I absolutely abhor that. That said, if you're the Dolphins and you have a guy who's asking for new money one year into a five-year deal, it's not like this was a three- or a four-year contract. This is a five-year contract. Should you really be honoring that? Should a star be asking for a contract renegotiation one year into a five-year commitment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return here on Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel. This goes down as one of the weirder food and sports overlap stories I can ever remember. I love food and I love sports. And that's why I know you're going to love this story. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. It's Ken Levick alive on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program.
3: Here's Ken and Coquel.
1: My
4: life be like. Ooh, uh, yeah.
1: I like like. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, yeah. Now, Coquel, let me ask you this. Would you rather be the Dolphins dealing with the Xavier Howard holdout where he wants new money after 10 interceptions last year, one year into a five-year contract extension, or would you rather be the Seahawks who are going to deal with now what appears to be a Jamal Adams holdout. Jamal Adams, who appears to be just perpetually unhappy no matter where he is, whether it's with the Jets or with the Seahawks. He's holding out
3: after one year, it appears, with the Seahawks. Come on, Prez. You said all you wanted to do was be in a winning organization, and that's all that mattered to you. The Jets fleeced the Seahawks in that deal. I'm not sure. That's one of the highway robberies that I don't think gets reported enough. Jets got two number ones and then multiple... Picks in the top three rounds also. Well, and
1: so here's this, because maybe I'm not being fair to Jamal Adams. Adam Schefter tweeting, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams officially will not participate in Seattle's mandatory minicamp. So maybe that's just what other teams throughout the league have been seeing with players who have decided that with the COVID protocols and things have been a little bit ragged, they, they're not going to be a part of mandatory minicamp. The Dolphins have gone through that. Maybe it's simply that. Though I'm just going by Jamal Adams' track record.
3: There could be a legitimate issue that he has with the front office. It also just feels like Revis, because Revis did this with the Jets every year. Jamal Adams coming from the Jets. And it's very similar feelings of, this is what this defensive back is going to do. But maybe... maybe... Or he's mad that our own Justin Simmons makes more money than him. (laughs) The highest paid safety, Martin County
1: alum. I mean, I could be being unfair to Jamal Adams. But I think that's a reputation he's brought on himself, though. As soon as he misses something with the mandatory tag on it, you're immediately going to think... There's strife between him and the organization. Yeah. Ken LeVick alive, featuring Coquel. We're going to talk with uh, Dr. William Kakudos. He's a uh, cardiothoracic surgeon at Jupiter Medical Center. That'll come up in just a few minutes to talk about Christian Erickson and the collapse of the Dane soccer star uh, during the Euros on uh, on Saturday. Uh, his impressions, what happens now, and answer some of the questions that Coquel and I clearly are unable to answer in that realm. Uh, What we are able to tell you is that the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is coming up December 18th. It's coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It'll be at FAU Stadium, and it is the college football showcase in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We love the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, and we love the fact that last year Zach Wilson, who now uh, coquels all in on the number 2 overall pick of the Jets, former BYU star, rolled in FAU Stadium and beat up On UCF, Uh, it is quickly becoming one of the premier bowl games. The RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Again, December 18th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So mark it on the calendar on ESPN. uh, Brunch and Ball. That's what we're doing. The RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. 11 a.m. December 18th on ESPN. Pancakes and Pancakes. Pancakes and Pancakes. Then Pancakes. I love that one, too. RoofClaimBocaRitoneBowl.com. Roof Bowl. OJ .com.
3: and not OJ. What does that mean? I don't know. OJ Simpson was in my thing, and then I realized I needed to bail.
1: That, yeah, that, um, that fell spectacularly yep. flat. Okay. That was not great. What, are OJ Simpson references don't liven up the show? They're a little aged. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that joke's dead. Yeah, that, oh, would you stop
3: already? What?
1: Uh, So this comes from the Associated Press. Shelby Houlihan, the American record holder in the 1,505,000 meters track and field, posted on social media that she's been banned for four years following a positive test for what she concluded was a tainted pork burrito. Mm. Houlihan's announcement on her Instagram account, arrived days before the start of the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon, where the top three in each event earned a spot to the postponed Tokyo Games. She finished 11th at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics in the 5,000 meters. Houlihan said she received an email on January 14th notifying her that a drug testing sample returned to finding for an anabolic steroid named Nandrolone. She said she since learned that it's long been understood by the anti-doping agency that eating pork is, can lead to a false positive for this drug. Certain types of pigs produce it naturally in high amounts. Houlihan made a list of all the foods she ate leading up to a December 15th test that produced the adverse finding for the steroid, and she concluded that it was most likely a pork burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before the drug test from an authentic Mexican food truck that caused the positive test. I'm calling vast amounts of BS on this. Like, sorry, I'm not buying that a pork burrito has had you banned for four years for testing positive for this steroid.
3: Like, pork burritos can cause a lot of problems in your life, but testing for steroids is is not not one of them. Yeah, I've been there. And here's the thing. I
1: love pork burritos. I will eat pork burritos all the time, knowing that the after effects, the adverse side effects of the pork burrito are going to be painful and it's going to be time consuming. That said, I keep coming back for more. And so this is an extreme for her. Port burrito equaled four-year ban from competitive sports for a positive steroid test. For me, it means mucho bathroom
3: time. Mucho, mucho. <laughs> mucho baño time. El la baño. Um, el baño, sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Fine. Terrible job, Gringo Coco. Um, do you think she actually had the burrito? Yeah. Did she show proof she ate, the, like, did she show a receipt? Well, I'm not sure
1: what the proof, yeah, I guess I guess it's the only thing you can do now is show a receipt, because if that was back in, De- in December, the evidence is long gone.
3: And I feel like if she did show the receipt, it tells me more she was guilty. Like, her proof of saying, oh, no, look, I bought this pork burrito. Oh, uh, she was because, already trying to cover her tracks. Yeah, like, I did these drugs, and now I got to cover it up, because why else would you save a receipt from a pork burrito food truck? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, Unless she used her, her like credit
1: card and it shows up in her online banking. Uh, Don't ruin my theory. <laughs> but for me, there are so many foods. Like I was thinking about this when I read this this morning. My first thought was, that is hilarious. Um, also, I feel bad for her, but there are so many foods that I know are going to have a bad ending for me that I won't stop eating. And I've talked about it before, but Red Hot Cheetos are that for me. I don't generally like the red-hot, like, uh, that that type of snack. Hot Takis. But I love, it's sort of in in that family, but the red-hot Cheetos, my first terrible experience was during a family trip to Monterey, California in a rental car where I for two hours had to hold in destroying that rental car after eating a full bag of Red Hot Cheetos, and I was eight years old at the time, but I never learned my lesson after that, and every time I eat them, it's just bad news after, but because I love them so much, and I love... Uh, I-, I love. In the, I live in the present when I eat them, not thinking about what's coming in the future. But the future is always god awful with those. Yet I keep coming back for more. So this woman, I just wonder if, uh, if this Olympian now no longer an Olympian because of that pork burrito, has sworn off pork burritos forever, or she's going to go ahead and just say bleep it, like I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to eat it. Uh, I guess I'm banned for four years anyway, and we'll just deal with the consequences. Uh, I wanted to have uh, a little bit of a left turn here, but so- something that we discussed I mean, yesterday. Not really that much of a left turn. I think the
3: pork burritos can send you this direction anyway if you yeah, eat enough that's of a them.
1: good point. But uh, yesterday we talked at length about just the, the horrifying uh, pictures of Christian Erickson collapsing going into apparent cardiac arrest on saturday the star of the denmark soccer team in a match against finland at uh, at euros 2020 the the day 2 of that tournament and so we wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of, of clarification, someone who actually knew what they were talking about, as opposed to Coquel and I trying to fill in medical holes, which is never a good idea. So uh, we're joined by William Kokotos, Dr. William Kokotos of Jupiter Medical Center. He is a cardiothoracic surgeon. and He joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Dr. Kokotos, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it. And as you can imagine, like someone like myself or Coquel, we see that and it's horrifying and you obviously uh, at the onset think the worst you when you heard what happened on Saturday to Christian Erickson maybe you saw the footage of him collapsing you as someone who uh, is very knowledgeable in the field this is your expertise how did you consume that
0: I was actually uh, quite surprised I mean he really went down I saw the video actually looked at quite a bit of the footage and he was in the middle of kicking the ball, and then he collapsed. And most likely, it was a severe arrhythmia, uh, which uh, was sort of confirmed because they were able to do CPR to get him back, but they didn't actually get him back until they shocked his heart.
1: Uh, 29 years old, Kirsten Erickson is a very young man, so uh, obviously this is shocking when you see something like that happen. I know it's happened occasionally in soccer, but... The, the process of, of him being an apparently healthy young person prior to that, that's got to raise the chances of them uh, knowing that this could be a good, a good outcome once they started performing the CPR done in enough time.
0: Not really. Actually, out-of-hospital cardiac arrest has an incredibly high mortality hmm. rate, even though this gentleman is young and in the prime of health apparently. Uh, it's a it's a very concerning issue, and it's going to need to be looked in very closely to figure out what the cause was.
1: I uh, because social media is a cesspool. I was reading a lot on uh, on Saturday about people saying, "Oh, it took too long for them to begin chest compressions. Took too long for them to use uh, the defibrillator on the field for Christian Erickson." So, since I do have Dr. William Kokoto's on with us here from Jupiter Medical Center. You just sort of seen how everything went down on the field, the treatment of Christian Eriksen. What did you think of the timing with the medical personnel?
0: I think it was pretty much on par. They actually, uh, you know, he was down. He was on his side. His eyes were open. He wasn't moving. He wasn't responding. They immediately called over the paramedics. The paramedics came rushing out with the defibrillator in hand. They rolled him over on his back, and they started CPR almost immediately. Uh, I don't know if people are having magical thinking as to how quickly this sort of response can happen, but, uh, you know, you have to assess, you have to decide. I mean, if he was just passed out, they wouldn't have gone to that extreme, but his heart actually stopped. Uh, he had most likely what they call ventricular fibrillation, sudden death, and uh, his heart was quivering instead of beating. What caused that to happen is unclear, but they did CPR to do the work of his heart, by compressing his chest and to keep the blood flowing to provide oxygen to his brain. And then they shocked him back into a normal rhythm. And very shortly after they shocked him back, he was awake, and he was You could see on some of the photos that he was trying to sit up a little bit in the stretcher and he was uh, putting his hand behind his head. So clearly uh, he wasn't down too long.
1: With these arrhythmias, especially for athletes,
0: I mean, how, how common is this? it's incredibly rare especially in a in elite athletes because they have a doctor for the medical team i'm sure they go through normal physical examinations electrocardiograms uh there's probably some underlying pathology that we're not aware of it just needs to be evaluated uh he'll need to have further studies laboratory values see if his electrolytes were out of whack uh if his uh Potassium was exceptionally high, which I don't think uh, was most likely the cause because they got him back so quickly. They have to look and see if he has some anomalies of the heart that he was born with that sometimes can present under severe stress situations. But there's a whole host of things that could have led to this, and that's the next step for him.
1: Uh, One final question for Dr. William Kakotos, cardiothoracic surgeon at Jupiter Medical Center, with great, great information on us. uh, Sort of giving us a little insight and teaching us a little bit off of the Christian Erickson uh, near disaster uh, Saturday in the Euro soccer tournament. We were talking about this yesterday on the show, and I, after this, Uh, Happened Saturday. Had some existential moments, to be quite honest. I am a distance runner, but for me, I'm not doing this in an actual competitive venue most of the time. I'm just out on my own at like 5.30 in the morning, getting in 13, 14, 15 miles, and it, it, it occurred to me, if this happened to me, I'm gone. I'm done, unless I get lucky and someone stumbles uh, uh, upon me and something miraculous happens. How can people monitor their hearts, even young people, and I guess I'm still generally young at 36, and and foresee warning signs of something like what happened to Christian Erickson?
0: Well, unfortunately for an acute arrhythmia, which is most likely what happened to him, because he was wide awake, he was running towards the ball, and he went to kick it, and then it just happened immediately. His heart most likely went into an electrical uh, abnormal rhythm where instead of beating like a pump one beat after another, it uh, started to quiver, and no blood flow was going to his brain, and then he immediately passed out. Uh, In terms of forewarning, if it's a congenital abnormality, you may not have any. Uh, shortness of breath can be one, chest pain can be one, episodes of dizziness or lightheadedness like you're going to pass out but you don't. Uh, those are all warning signs and you should go see your physician. Uh, just a generalized uh, level of fatigue with the same level of activity that you've had in the past can also be a warning sign. It, uh, but in, it's a very nonspecific, yeah. uh, unless you're having active chest pain, uh, it's a very nonspecific sort of generalized uh, review of systems that you need to go through. But if you're feeling abnormal, the, ba- the bottom line is you should go see your doctor.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Dr. William Kokotos, again, cardiothoracic surgeon, Jupiter Medical Center. Really appreciate you uh, making us smarter and actually uh, explaining to us uh, what possibly happened to Christian Erickson on Saturday. Really appreciate the, uh, the insight. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure to be on with
1: you. All right. Dr. William Kokotos here on Ken LeVick Live featuring Coquel. If you missed any part of that, including any of our nonsense every single day, Ken LeVick Live featuring Coquel Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to subscribe to it, get it right to your phone. We'll have it to you every day. Ken LeVick Live featuring Coquel Podcast. Hey, by the way, just to show you the power of soccer, Cristiano Ronaldo yesterday, Coca Cola is a sponsor of, uh, uh, of the Euros. He sat down, they had two Coke bottles sitting next to him, he took them off of the podium and said, drink water, and Coca-Cola's uh, value has dropped $4 billion since that happened. That's the power of soccer. $4 billion. billion dollars. Yes, it has not been a
3: good day. Don't they own water companies, though? I know. Yeah. Like, shouldn't it have, like,
1: I kind did, don't of made they own Dasani? Stuff? Like it's, I feel like Dasani's uh, a
3: Coca-Cola thing. I actually don't mind Dasani. Why does Dasani get such a bad rap? Does it? I don't, yeah. It's water. To me, I, uh, to me I, I, I'm drinking Members Mark Purified Water, so clearly I'm not going for the, uh, the high-profile water. Not that there's anything wrong with Members Mark. Thanks to the great people at Members Mark Purified <laughs> Water. Before we talk to
1: Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorney. He's our sports law insider and our sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, I need to make sure that you have... It is my personal goal to have all of you with an air conditioning plan in place because it is... Hot and it's uncomfortable, and if your house or your condo or your apartment doesn't have AC, you're going to be flat out miserable, and you're also going to probably have your health in a little bit of danger. So, EDS is, yes, EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS takes care of all your AC and plumbing services, whether it's residential and commercial. It's family-owned and operated by the man, Ed Sasso. It's serving Palm Beach County since 2006. 15 years of serving the area, and they put together their appointment windows, try to do it based off of your schedule for your convenience. EDS is yes, and they're a train comfort specialist because it's hard to stop a train. They're licensed and insured. Have an air conditioning plan, edsairconditioning.com, or call 561-316-8799, 561-316-8799. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Pat Lawler talking about sports agent things, about sports law things, and really it's just good to talk to Pat Lawler. He's next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, I want to thank Dr. William Kokotos of Jupiter Medical Center, cardiothoracic surgeon, who shed some light on that nightmare that we saw and we lived through on Saturday with Christian Eriksen, the Denmark soccer star, collapsing, going into cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, But having his life saved And I thought the most poignant part of that Is Dr. Kokoto saying For all of you medical experts on social media Who have never opened a medical textbook in your life Who immediately were jumping on and saying That took too long to treat him Took too long to provide CPR Took too long to shock his heart Bad job because twitter that's all we do is we just criticize people and we crap on people even if we have no idea what we're talking about dr kokoto say no actually that was exemplary work what the medical emergency personnel did uh in denmark on saturday so well done to all involved and thank you to dr Kokotos for hanging out with us we'll be joined by pat lawler our sports agent insider our sports law insider in just a second but dr uh kokoto's followed up by pat lawler and pat is an adjunct professor and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And as far as I'm concerned, Ken Levick Alive and uh, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, those are synonymous. This show is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and that is the path to get into sports. And I only say that because it seems like a little bit of a risk to claim that, but I say that because... I've seen it so often, and there's so much evidence to support. Oh yeah, if you want to get into sports, no matter the realm, front office, on-field, marketing, sales, facilities... That's the way to go. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They simply put students in the sports industry. Go to FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Get all the information and sign up for your fall semester classes. Fall semester 2021 on campus in Boca or remote. Convenient for you. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And my good friend, Pat Lawler, joins us on this Tuesday, as he always does uh, each Tuesday here on Ken Live. Alive. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, and Pat, who has represented some of the biggest names in the game, especially football, sports agent, insider, sports law insider. Pat, let's start with this. Uh, we... We opened the show talking about Xavier Howard holding out from mandatory minicamp for the Dolphins just one year into a five-year contract extension. Sixth highest paid corner in the league, led the league in interceptions last year. He's the second highest paid corner on his own team. So I get the frustration, but from a sports agent perspective, to ask for a contract renegotiation one year into a five-year deal, how tricky does this become?
2: it becomes real tricky. I mean, obviously he came off the hottest year he's had, you know, there was obviously people forgot the year before when it wasn't that hot. But the thing is, is coming in, you're always trying to squeeze the team when you have the most negotiating power right now. He believes he has it. He understands how important his position is to that team as a lockdown corner. So it doesn't hurt to try. I don't think it's going to work out (laughs) for him. I think they, they paid him the money, a lot of upfront money. Um, there's always an ability to extend the contract and give him more money up front, and extend it out. But what stops him from doing it again a year or two years from now? And if things don't work out, as they say, you can't get it back. But I don't blame his agent for trying to work it a little bit. Let's see where it goes.
1: And I, I do imagine, though, the Dolphins front office, they want to be delicate with this, and I agree with you because I think there's other priorities that the Dolphins have to address before Xavier Howard, even though he is he is arguably the the best corner in the game. you got to take care of the other guys as well. Uh, how do you tap dance around this if you're the Dolphins to make sure that he's not holding out and missing games and maybe even getting into a little bit of training camp?
2: That's a tough one. I think what it is is the fact is there's, the fines for missing camp are, are pretty tremendous in terms of uh, that. You look in the history over the past couple of years, any player who tried to hold out during camp all came back and got hit with major fines, which you cannot waive those fines. So uh, I think that's a situation where, you know, he's going to have to uh, look at that as well as the team. I think the team has to set a precedent that, hey, we paid you well. And uh, you know we'll look at it, and maybe not this year, but next year. But it is a really difficult situation because uh, you know if it's this guy, who's going to be the next guy, so on and so forth.
1: Front office and uh, using kids gloves and, uh, and and proceeding with caution. That's a message that should be sent to Green Bay because the team president Mark Murphy uh, over the weekend saying to fans that Aaron Rodgers is. Complicated. I know you already think Aaron Rodgers is out the door in Green Bay. That certainly is just compounding the problems. What are they doing up there?
2: You know, I don't know because that's such a small community, and it uh, it's a situation where he's done so much for Green Bay. And the bottom line is just if in the press you you make it simple, but behind closed doors you talk you know privately and you talk about the issues. When you go to the press at that level. For that kind of player, and say something detrimental about him and, and involvement with the team, you're just sending him out the door quicker. I, I don't, I, I don't think it was a good thing to say. You can do it really a, a, a low key to keep him within the realm of the team.
1: It's almost like they're doing this on purpose now to try and like save face and to try and uh, look forceful, and it's just a, a bad look on their end. As we talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, go to wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. For your free consultation and pat's our sports agent and sports law insider we've been discussing christian erickson his collapse in the euros the denmark soccer star the cardiac arrest and really having his life safe coming back from the dead on the pitch there on saturday athletes as a whole including those that you've represented how often are they getting full health evaluations and how do teams sign them off
2: not very often um, the uh, I don't know where the CBA is now on mandatory health evaluations. I think they come in for uh, a very cursory exam before they start camp and mainly looking at the cardiac issues um, because they have restrictions on what they can or cannot do. Um, ironically, Ken, I saw that happening uh, with Christian Erickson. I actually represented a family of a young 14-year-old boy who died on the field mm. in youth, South Florida youth football, mm. And they had no nobody with CP, uh, CPR training and no uh, defibrillator. I have a, actually have an AED in my car because of that case.
1: Wow, that so is
2: incredible. So there, therein is the perfect example of having proper care and an AED. Any coach out there, any school, it's mandatory now at the schools, but if you can get an AED, you will save somebody somebody's life. So it's going back to the exams. Yeah, rarely do they have full exams. I mean, you saw they didn't even get them at the combine this year, so – but I think after that, with COVID and particularly if, uh, some arrhythmia issues possibly with COVID, uh, they're going to have to do some negotiating to get that done for the for the uh, players' benefit, not just for the team.
1: Well, mentioning from a COVID standpoint, that uh, transitions. And the last thing I wanted to bring up to you, uh, because uh, we also have discussed a lot about how I fully believe that a player's vaccination status, especially in the NFL, where it could determine wins and losses during the season based on the NFL rules surrounding it, it's very much the sports media's business, and the sports media should be asking about it. We had uh, two Chicago Cubs in uh, in Rizzo and Hayward come out this week and say that, nope, we're not vaccinated, and Hayward coming out and saying that it, the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. So, uh, w- if you were an agent and you are, are advising a client, would you advise them to discuss it? How are you handling the COVID vaccination with a client from getting it to talking about it?
2: Well, it's to each his own. As you know, we have HIPAA, so I understand you're the press and asking you can ask, but uh, they're not really required to say anything under the privacy laws. Um, I saw that some teams, I saw some of the bills that they're saying they may cut a guy who's yeah. not vaccinated you saw the Houston Hospital, where they said, if you're not vaccinated, right. you can't work here. And they won the federal case, at least the initial part of it. I'm a big vaccine guy, okay? It, I don't care what anybody says. They save lives. It makes living and doing things around here much more. I feel much more confident going in, knowing I'm vaccinated. Some people don't agree with it. I don't think you can ask them about it and have be discouraged if they don't tell you. But if I had a client who got it, I would have them out there promoting it. But you can get some friction in the locker room, yeah. I think, on this, if people do or don't have it. And just real quick, Ken, I haven't really found out what happened with the Yankees. Were all those players vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson or none? Yeah. And were, you go to the yeah, – yeah. yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, no I was going to say they were, they were primarily Johnson and & Johnson, and they were breakthrough cases. But only one of them, to my knowledge, were actually symptomatic. So therein lies – the issue is that they were able to come back and be able to play sooner because they were asymptomatic and vaccinated, and so that allowed them to come back quicker, which is what the NFL is going to run into.
2: Yeah, I mean, John Rahm was an example. Here's John Rahm. How horrible is yeah. that? Six shot lead. Yeah. And But they said they said kind of came out without doing HIPAA. They said, well, we don't test people who are vaccinated.
1: Right, right, exactly. And that's <laughs> going to be the NFL's thing is that if you're vaccinated, you test once per week, uh, and that increases the chances of you being able to see the field. If not and your team is at a lower percentage of vaccinations, that runs the risk of unnecessarily the situations you ran into last year where you have contact tracing get involved because you're not subject to contact tracing if you're vaccinated. And that's why I say like this, wins and losses could be dependent upon how many vaccinated players and personnel a team has, and that's that's that, that was just my premise for why I thought that it was very much the sports media's business if the players are willing to answer, keeping in mind HIPAA laws, because uh, this is a wins and losses league, and the more vaccinated players means the better chance you have a full roster on a week to week basis. But Pat, awesome stuff, appreciate it, and and honestly, uh, hearing your story, your firsthand story about the cardiac arrest and uh, the 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 family you represented that. Definitely drives home what we saw Saturday is something that is wildly pertinent. Wildly pertinent.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Get an AED, coaches.
1: Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Pat Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, for all your personal injury needs. If you are injured in an accident, the aftermath is. Well, there's a lot to do. There's a checklist to do. And representation is definitely the path you want to go. And that's where Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys come in. Lawler and Associates help clients get the compensation they deserve. They want to help, and you can trust them. We're talking automobile, boater, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, any personal injury matter. That's Lawler and Associates. They have the expertise and the resources. Free consultation. WanttoLawyerUp.com. That's Up com. now, Coquel. Just from a pure FHSAA coaching standpoint, uh, AEDs are now required, right? Uh, like that. That is, is that law,
3: or is that something where at least the vast majority of schools? They're out? at every school, okay. Every school throughout the school, and they're on the field for every game or the court. Okay, so and they the tra- have to the be. The trainers like- carry them everywhere, and then there's pl- they're strategically placed throughout the campus. But that was still relatively—that's still relatively new. It happened right? within my teaching career. Okay, so, so I mean, last
1: decade I, or I so. I started
3: 2006. It probably happened like five years since So about a decade. Oh man, I can't
1: even imagine. I mean, I, I really, truly can't even imagine. But I have to. I, I mean, say you have like a seven on seven. Say it's one of those like non-sanctioned seven on seven, even just so, like, a regular seven on seven. Right. Chances
3: uh- are they don't have it. Ooh, boy! But I mean, it's one of those things. But how do you have it everywhere you go? Yeah, like yeah. you go running, you don't have it in a backpack, which you probably should. Yeah, but sure. How do you? Like, yeah. how does everyone afford one? How does that make? How do we make that happen? Um,
1: I wanted to real quick before we say goodbye, talk about uh, what we happened in the NBA playoffs last night. I a better chance of moving past the big star-studded team, the Hawks or the Jazz. Because the Jazz got flat out, I mean, they were outplayed last night. And the Hawks, I thought, outplayed the 76ers all night last night and had to hang on for dear life down the stretch. Though your boy John Collins, Cardinal grad was exceptional last night. I mean, Doc Rivers called him the toughest player on the floor for all four quarters. I just... I think the Jazz have the firepower to get by the Clippers. I'm not sure the Hawks do, but the Hawks have the capability of making this a potential seven-game series. But I don't think they have enough to
3: keep Joel Embiid in check. No, the Embiid
1: Hawks, was bad last night. The
3: Hawks I don't feel that great about. No, but um, they're fun. Like, they're going to knock him off at least one more time. And when Gallo and some of those other guys are hitting their shots, they are tough to beat because yeah. it seems like everybody can shoot a three on that team. Across the board and Trey Young, we know he's turning into like a Steph Curry, Dame Lillard type guy. The Clippers, though, why do they have to go down 0-2 to start trying? I know, because then once they're clicking, this is
1: why we said when they got by in the first round, they were, I thought they were the favorites to win the West. It's because of what we have seen the last two games. When they are on and when Paul George and Kawhi are playing together, they're nasty. Kawhi just reminds you. He has those games where he just
3: reminds you he could be the best player mm-hmm. in the league.
1: Uh, by the way, James Harden has been upgraded to doubtful for tonight. Do you think he plays?
3: No. I don't think so. I either. think the Nets are in trouble
1: too. And I, I'm sad because the Nets were our hope. I wanted to see a Nets Suns final, and now we're gonna be stuck with the Sixers or the Bucks.
3: Ugh. 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 Bucks Jazz <laughs> Final. And here's the thing Think I- about a Bucks Jazz final.
1: Yikes. I think the Suns Suns will end up beating the Jazz if they go through, but you're right. That alternative, that NBA possible reality, I'll still watch, but I'm not going to be happy about it. I think that's how a lot of you who listen to this probably feel. I'll listen, but I'm not that happy about it. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, kids. For your hate listen. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LeVick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.